Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. Hello, and welcome to an Eldritch Dream Games production of the Eterna Podcast. This podcast is made possible by our patrons. From the LCP D&D podcast, we have Tim Demuse, Wesley Sullivan, and Brian Bridges. From our sister podcast, Dustress, as well as the Hex Grid Heroes Network, we have Don Bewley. And also from Dustress, as well as Action Forge, we have Brian Rafe. Please stay tuned after the story to hear about the great projects these guys are working on. And thank you so much for supporting us. Hi everybody, welcome to this episode of the Eterna Podcast, episode 31, Domo Arigato, Mr. Sater Jax. I want to thank Don Bewley, who came and played with us, and is the titular Sater Jax in both this episode and the next. So without further ado, please enjoy the session. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, we done fucked up and gotta rewind. Uh, so we're going back to the point where you were searching for a way to get to the clock tower, uh, seeking it due to something having impacted it. Uh, and I would like everybody to roll perception. Ooh, solid 10 from Brock. I got a 21. That's a 16 from Leaf. Mr. Riley Morheim has a nat 20 for a 26. Alright. So, uh, that 26, hello, patches, that 26 will take note, uh, of a bird flying around nearby a, uh, something you would recognize most likely as a falcon. Uh, soon thereafter, Tava and Leaf would both take note of this as well. Uh, all three of you go ahead and make me knowledge nature checks if you got it. It's a bird. I don't have it. Me either. It's on you, Leaf. This is my specialty. I was born for this. Gotcha! <clears throat> 19. Uh, it seems to be acting strangely. It seems to be circling an area, and then flying outward, and then, like, swooping relatively low over open areas, uh, and then going back and circling. Uh, you, you would make a guess that this is a trained animal of some kind. I was just about to ask that. Alright. We're on the same wavelength. <laughs> uh, I think that falcon might belong to someone it looks just like a bird to me why do you say that Leaf? you see the way it swoops over the open areas uh, that's indicative of uh, trained animals I've seen in the past interesting do you think we should try to approach the bird or the area where around it's swooping to see if we can find its owner then uh, the latter, I think. Uh, 
I wonder if they're searching for something or just hunting. Well, there's only one way to find out. Shall we? Riley gestures and the group moves, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. We forgot to uh, tell you, we held a meeting. We're not following you anymore. What? But it's my <laughs> guilds. Come on, guys. <laughs> all right, I, voted all right. you, I voted you out of it. Gray Malkin is very upset by this bird of prey. And uh, seems to be quite agitated. Well, I suppose uh, we, we should will. follow Riley then to check it out so we can calm the cat down. <clears throat> uh, so you head toward the area where it's circling over a small uh, wooded area near the edge of town. As you uh, wander in, go ahead and make me perceptions, everybody, and that includes Jax. Twenty-three this time. Fifteen. Um, I lost the zero to my nat twenty, so I only have an eight now. I got uh, a twenty-eight. Okay, so Leaf would be the first to notice, keeping an eye on the falcon overhead, that for a short period of time it actually swoops down into the woods. It alights near a fallen tree. Uh, makes some simple noises, uh, and there's the sound of something shifting around a little bit. You come around a tree leaf, and you see a very strange entity that looks very heavily armored and is covered in metal. Uh, you have Knowledge Arcana, so go ahead and toss me one of those. Also my specialty. Everything's your specialty. That's a 12. You're not sure what this creature is by any measure, but it looks like some sort of construct, and it looks to be pinned under the uh, under the nearby tree. Do you wish to approach it, to hide? It doesn't seem to have noticed you. Cautiously approach, minding sight lines. You know, just kind of like, if he's facing one way, I'll try and face like outside of his field of view. Okay, go ahead and roll me a stealth check. And does anybody else take after his attempt at stealth? <laughs> That's an 18. Just kind of like gesture and point for everyone else. Oh, well, if Leaf brings our attention to it, I guess we can <laughs> circle this unfortunate guy. Yeah. We can try. I'm not probably not going to do it stealthily. I know. I'm a fail stealth as soon as I try. I don't think Riley's even going to try to stealth. He's just going to walk into the opposite direction Leaf's moving to get a good survey of the area. Alright, I think then uh, Jax, you would notice that there are some people uh, approaching probably Within the range of your dark vision, probably about 50 to 60 feet away, uh, approaching cautiously. Though you do not see an elf. You don't see an elf at all. Good, because I instantly kill elves. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, who's there? 
Tink. Is it one of those tavern cats again? Who's there? Before um, anybody else responds, the falcon at the uh, at its master's call will fly back down to the broken tree. And um, yes, there. Are you stuck in your armor underneath a tree? Yes, just a, just a bit. I've been here a while. Did you help me out of here? How long have you been here? Riley will begin to approach. I've been here a couple weeks. Um, are are you strong enough to move a tree like this? Uh, Riley looks at the tree and says, uh, "Alone, perhaps not, but luckily I do have companions." And um, uh, assuming that my party is actually like watching he'll uh, move over to get into position to start like maneuvering the tree um we'll see who joins I'll walk up and I, help move the tree I mean Brock would try to assist but he's not going to be much help I have a strength score <laughs> not a great I mean, one I but I have one <laughs> I have one it's not not good I mean you can still aid Fox and Leaf shall assist. Alright. So, as Fox, Riley, Brock, Leaf, Tava. I got a 14 on my strength check. I got a, I got a 1 on my strength check. Jeez. I mean, you could just take the 8 action. Now, now they're only getting plus 8. Oh, I, th- I thought you had to roll for aid. Uh, like, in certain sensible situations, you could just take ten anyway and... Like, oh, then I'm doing see. that instead. Ignore uh, that one. Hello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I could take ten, I'm taking ten. Okay, so... Uh, just, just for the sake of, sake of ease, uh, we'll go with Leaf's, uh, Leaf's roll, because he had the highest. The Incredible uh, Bulk. <laughs> oh jeez. So the total DC all meet is 30, which is enough pl- plenty enough to uh move this tree uh off. Um especially once it's lifted up, Jax you'll be able to move some and help push it away from you as well. Uh <clears throat> And you will no longer be pinned. Free at last. <laughs> Riley like holds out an arm to help him stand up. I will take that with my uninjured arm. Uh, Riley, go ahead and make me a strength check. Oh boy. 17. 17. Uh, you managed to stay standing and actually aid in the re-standing of this nearly... Uh, seven-foot-tall metallic creature who you swiftly realize is likely not a man inside armor uh, due to his incredible uh, weight and height. As well as the recurve of his legs. Yes, that that makes sense. The legs make sense. Uh, Sir, excuse me. I'm just steadily realizing that you are not a mere man in armor. You seem to be something else 
and it's difficult for me to tell whether you're injured or not. So are you okay? Uh, slight damage to the arm. Uh, my radar's knocked off. I can't really sense anything, but I, I'm largely all right. Uh, what's your name, Savior? Oh, well, my name is Riley. Riley Morheim of the Riley Morheim Guild. And he does a little bow. So and... he will likely add Savior to the list of his titles now that you've called him that. Well, I was thinking it. You didn't have to say it out loud. Anyways, <sighs> what might we call you, Fair Traveler? Jax. Call me Sater Jax. Riley uh, nods a bit. Sater Jax. Yes. Oh, uh, excuse me. Um, Recon scout of the Great Machine Army and recently freed by the Riley Morheim Guild. Is that is that how you greet now? Yes, no, that is a thorough and fitting title. You uh, claim that you've been out here for two weeks. Did you get stuck underneath this tree before, during, or after the incident in the city? I, I don't know about the incident in the city. What city... Where? I I don't know what you're talking about. The city of Starlight? Oh, Starlight. No, I haven't heard much out of Starlight in uh, a long time. What happened there? Is everyone all right? Riley just kind of falls quiet and glances off to the side for a moment. You, uh, you do re- realize you're, like, in Starlight, right? No, uh, I, I'm not familiar with my location. I just kind of landed here a bit, and nice to know I'm near Starlight. What's left of it? Uh, at this point, Jax, you would realize that your damage is probably a little bit worse than you first took measure to. You're trying to think of things, and uh, memories are coming back broken, and and kind of off. Uh, but you remember you've got some, you've still got some gear in your pack that might help. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, just a moment, and I'll dig into my pack and pull out uh, an oil of make hole, and I'll proceed to uh, just kind of lather it on the busted arm and around the chest area, just getting a good oil bath. After a couple of moments, uh, everyone would take note that the metal that he seems to be covered in begins to patch itself together. He his, his stance is now a little more exact and rioted, and overall looks far less damaged. And I will go ahead and pull that. Yes, and he, he seems to be fully fixed now. Uh, go ahead and roll me a history and geography check, Jax. Oh. Geography and history? Yes. Okay, I got a 24 geography, 15 history. Alright, so your 24 geography lets you kind of think back to the star patterns you've seen and uh, the information you've just received to indeed allocate yourself at starlight. However, a long ways off time-wise from... Uh, from whence you came. You would also recognize the name Riley Morheim, uh, though you wouldn't necessarily know a lot about it. 
tell me, Riley, Riley Morheim, are you royalty? Riley uh, looks back at Jax from his faraway glance and then with like a soft smile will say, actually, yes, I was just given the title of queen not too long ago. Don't remember a queen, Riley, Riley Morheim, but something struck a chord in my mind when you were telling me your, your full title there. It'll come to me eventually. And what of your companions? Yes, uh, Riley will gesture towards his friends and introduce them around the board. Leaf, Brock, uh, Knight Adira, or Tava. <laughs> man, I'm doing it now. <laughs> Knight Tava, and then um, the uh, Tree Man Box, and of course our mascot, the uh, Cat Gray. Uh, Jax will take a moment to uh, shake the hand of each one that's willing to shake a hand of uh, everyone that saved him, even Gray. Does Gray shake? Gray hisses. So, so does Tom. Oh, no. <laughs> Brock does not hiss. Brock would shake. Brock would give you a big meaty man shake. Uh, and you are in return given a big metal man shake. Oh, and uh, this is Tink. Uh, he motions to his uh, falcon, whom he refers to as Tink. Yes, yes, this is Tink. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken... It is he that uh, I have to really think to bring you all to find me. Yes, we did take note of the bird, and it was uh, Leaf's intuition that brought us to uh, you here. Uh, well, you have my undying gratitude, Leaf. You're very welcome, Seder. Is... Did you train this bird yourself? We've been together for a while, and yes, I've, I've taught him a trick or two, and... He's taught me to always carry a pouch full of trail mix. So I've, I've certainly seen stranger uh, travel companions. Uh, and I would like you to uh, to see how much you have remaining, Jax. I would like you to roll for trail mix. <laughs> Craft? No, just a d20. Craft trail mix. That's a four. You're very low on trail mix. I was pinned down for a while and... Yeah, Tink was uh, trying to find rescuers, and I neglected to have him go out and forage for more components to trail mix. <laughs> trail mix levels critical. <laughs> well, are either you or your feathery companion hungry in that case? You've been out here for some time. Uh, I do not... I do not require uh, sustenance. Uh, as such as that, but if you have anything I could throw in to spice up this trail mix to reward Tink for a job well done, that would be very much appreciated. Well, friend, little did you know we have a something of a master chef in our party. And Riley looks at Leaf. Uh, I've certainly taken care of avians in the past. I, I could uh, put together something edible for the creature. But in the meantime, uh, what is it that you're doing here? You, you've been stuck here for, for weeks, but what is it that you were doing before uh, everything happened? I was on a recon mission for the, the machine army and there was a, an altercation and I got thrown, thrown through a loop and I, apparently I've landed a good deal away from home. Could, could you explain what you mean by machine army? Uh, yes. I am a member of a grand collection of different modeled, just the, the, the military of the machine army. It's 
you have armies of men, elves, and dwarves. We have armies of machines. Uh, Brock would kind of look around to the group and just kind of has have any of you heard of a machine army anywhere in the world? No, but I'm still about two thousand years behind. So. Yes, I'm as lost as the rest of you, I believe. Uh, does Brock have Arcana? Uh, Brock does, in fact, not have Arcana. Brock has Dungeoneering, and that is it, I believe. Oh, and Religion. Leaf is the only one with Arcana. Um, hmm. So, Leaf, you would not have ever heard of a machine army. Uh, you would, however, be aware of constructs as a thing. Uh and the fact that they are generally made by a magic and very extensive and expensive uh, crafting. I've, I've heard of uh, wizards coming up with creations, hewing them from stone and metal and, and wood, but nothing like a machine army. Uh, I differ a bit from your constructs in that I do possess a soul of my own. But I guess, uh, for the layman, I guess you could consider me construct at a high level. I would like everybody to make perceptions. Oh. God damn. That was two nat 20s. 28 for Brock. Jeez. 23. Also 23. Jeez. Six for Sator Jacks. Damn. 27 for Leaf. Sater Jax, completely absorbed with his new uh, surrounding companions, does not notice. However, every fucking body else notices <laughs> that there are a number of people numbering between 6 and 10 moving through the woods, uh, muttering to each other. And I believe that Brock and Leaf would probably be able to make out that they're like, told you they're over here yeah we can see them we can see them let's get them how close do they sound like are they uh, near in any they're regard? probably about 50 feet away currently okay. uh, moving uh, through the trees much as you did let me check something real quick the range on this is Okay, um, as soon as I hear them, I'm going to use Earth Sense. Uh, I have Tremor Sense within a range of 60 feet for one turn. Alright, so uh, you would sense uh, no less than eight individuals, uh, one of which appears to be a dwarf due to stature, a halfling, and the rest being human or roughly human, uh, creeping through the brush. All of them seem armed. Brock is going to turn to face them and uh, just kind of not necessarily whispering, but in a quiet tone, he's going to say eight people coming this way. <laughs> Shield up. Okay. So they're not like armed or anything, are they? they? They are very armed. They all seem to be armed with uh, with light slashing weapons. Can I call out to them? Just, you know, hey, hey there, friends. Uh, don't mind us. We're, we're friendly. We came back to help uh, the survivors of the attack. Uh, Leaf, I think you would take sight of one of them at this point, 
due to your low light vision, you would have a, a little bit better of a view of what's going on. Actually, as we start engaging in conversation with them, I'm just going to move my uh, light dancing lights over to their area just so that way they're well lit so everybody can see them easily. All right. Um, so at this, they take immediate aggression. Uh, but uh, Leaf, you would take note most clearly that their blades are coated in some sort of gunky purple liquid material. Would Brock notice this stuff on their blades? Yeah. Um, everybody would notice that there's something on there. A leaf would probably be the only one to be able to make out the color due to his low light vision. Hmm. Purple Le- light. Uh... Yeah, didn't Leaf see one of the infected people before? Uh, he noticed motion, movement. And no, I'm talking about before this, when we were in town and we were looking for the cart, we came across the bodies and one of that them was, was infected. That was that was Brock and Riley. That was Brock and Riley, okay. That's why I was asking if I could see it, because I, I would know that it's similar to the blood. Um, you got a, what, did you get a 28? Yeah, yeah I got you, can, you can see it as well. Okay, um... Then yeah, I would certainly uh, like I would kind of look at Riley and be like, their uh, their weapons are all covered in the same strange blood that we saw in the uh, in the square earlier. Riley just steadily nods and keeps his attention focused on the aggressors. Yeah, because I don't actually know what that means. I just know it's strange-looking blood. Yeah, the fuck you, Riley substance. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, I figured you might want to know, so that way you could, I don't know, make extra sure not to get stabbed. <laughs> I don't think it's really up to me, man. <laughs> uh, just dodge really hard. Okay, I'll get good real fast. Hey, you were you were doing all that, uh... What is it? You know, fighting defensively and, and stuff. You could, you could, you know, just do that better. Right, right. I can really mash out these QTEs and never fuck up once and be perfectly fine. Yeah, that'd be great. There you go. Yeah, that's a spirit. You got it. All right, nice pep talk. So did we have anybody roll good initiative? Uh, I got 23. I rolled a five. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Get him, Robo Goat. <laughs> well, Riley got a 15. Right. That's not too bad. Oh, there we go. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, uh, Jax, due to the actions of the party, you would be aware that there is potential danger. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead and roll me another uh, perception, as you have the highest initiative. Okay. Uh, 13. Alright, you would not see uh, their extent, but you would definitely see one of the individuals beginning to charge forward. Uh, mechanically charging? No, uh, they can't through this uh, underbrush, which the surrounding area is primarily difficult terrain for everybody but Leaf. Uh, a box would also ignore it. <clears throat> All right, so Seder Jax, this one is about uh, 50 feet out from you currently, uh, and you have the initiative. Um, okay, uh, my movement speed is just 30, so difficult terrain, I could move half that at 15. Actually, uh, I'd like to do an acrobatics check to, uh, leap, um, closer. 
All right, that you can do uh, because you do not require to run beforehand. You do not reduce your check at all. Uh, go ahead and roll your acrobatic. Uh, nat 20 Holy for a fuck. 39. I will go ahead and round that up to 40, and you clear a huge amount of space as you just fucking piston jump uh, 40 feet ahead. Okay. Um, and as I come down, I like to fire, uh, pull out my gun, and just try and blow him away. Because uh, how much closer did I get, did you say? It's only 10 feet away from you now. Okay, yeah, then I will uh, fire my recon pistol silenced. Oh, uh, 20 to hit. A 20 will hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Boom. Uh, five points. Okay, so with a, while not truly silent, a definitely suppressed shot, uh, you you pull your pistol and shoot out uh, this loud and... Uh, it hits, and there's a gout of blood as this uh, human-looking person uh, staggers uh, as they continue forward. It is now that creature's turn, and it will move forward towards you. It will attempt to attack you. Uh, your AC is... 21. 21, so no. It, it's... It tries to stab you with a knife and it just glances off. And then it starts like looking at you more and just like, what the hell? Meanwhile, uh, a dwarven fellow begins to trudge through uh, as well, off to your right, and another human off to your left. Riley, it's your turn. So I feel like Riley's pretty confident about the large metal man being able to hold his own against these guys with these slashing weapons. So if he can... You said there's eight of them, right? Yes, there are eight in total. Um, so then Riley would like to move um, in such a way to kind of take front point in a different direction to make it more difficult for their group as a whole to just kind of surround us or get in deep into our ranks, if that makes sense. So you're, you're just trying to berth out, basically? Yeah, yeah. Um, so if there's like three of them off to the side that Riley can take point on, he'll uh, move his distance um, to, with one move action, drawing his father's rapier, and then um, standard action, ready to uh, establish uh, it out of anybody that walks up. Yeah. Do they just look like they have like one weapon each, or pretty much? Uh, they have. Knives, short swords, cleavers. Not all of them even look like proper weapons. They're just effective weapons. Okay. Um, Riley's going to ready for a disarm then in that case. All right. So you ready for a disarm? Uh, then two more make their way out of the brush. It is uh, Brock. It is your turn. Oh, I'm sorry. Brock, Barrage of Rocks, Leonard, <laughs> champion of it scrolls off at that point. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's still several of them that are kind of off on their own then that haven't engaged with anybody yet. Right. There are three that have not effectively moved forward at the moment. Okay. Uh, then the ones that are kind of, you know, out of the way that I definitely won't hit anybody else. Uh, I'm going to launch a uh, you know, good sized rocket dump. All right. 20 to hit. Uh, 20 will hit 
Do you want to attack one of the two humanoids or the halfling? Uh, I'll go with the humanoids. That seem like an easier target. Okay. Uh, 13 damage. 13 damage. Alright, this uh, humanoid will go down. Exactly. Except I, th- I threw rocks good that time. I hit somebody. I think that's the first time I've hit anything with a rock. <laughs> I'm <ever>. so proud <laughs> of you. <laughs> Alright. Uh, the halfling is quickly making their way through the brush, respectively, like, quickly. Uh, it does not quite close distance, uh, just as the others haven't. Leaf, it's your turn. So, Leaf is, is just gonna shout over to Box uh, a quick command. He's gonna say, uh, Box, <laughs> soft hurt, and then, you know, send them forward. You know, don't, don't, don't break them. Uh, and, uh, he's gonna pull out his quarter staff as a move action and uh now since this is mostly theater of the mind i don't really have like a good layout for everybody is is the majority of these people that are approaching are they kind of entrenched and mixed in our group or are they still kind of off to one side they're still mostly on their way with the exception of the one engaging engaging with satyr uh the rest are somewhere between 20 and 30 feet away uh, from the primary okay. group. Uh, then I'd like to hit them with an entangle, since we're kind of in in my element here. Uh, it's a forty foot radius, right. and I would just kind of like put it so it starts, you know, maybe ten, fifteen feet ahead of where they want to be, or where, where where like the closest one is, if uh, there's room between our two groups. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it's a DC fourteen. Reflex save. Um, and I'll just try and hit as many as I can. Alrighty. Give me one second. I should have a cool way where they can all roll at once. Uh, and I've been down to your actions. What level is it? Level two? It's a first level spell. First level spell. That's a lot of dice. There's a lot of successes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there were two failures, it looks like. So that would be against unidentified human. Alright, so two of them become entangled. Uh, oh, uh, Brock, to your question, the guy you hit is down, not dead. Two of them are entangled. Uh, is there any, like, subsidiary effect for, uh, even if they pass? Uh, creatures that fail get the entangled condition. Uh, if they make the save, they can move as normal. But if you remain in the area at the end of your turn, you got to make a save again. Alrighty. And the whole area is difficult terrain while the entangle's going on, but it's already basically difficult terrain. Alright, so yeah. Um, those two got hit, and the rest are free birds for the moment. Uh, Box, uh, unhindered by this, uh, charges forward, and go ahead and give me an attack roll for him. Uh, I haven't had to roll one of these yet. Where's the... Oh, there's the dice thing. That's that's a that's a net one. <laughs> right. Go ahead and roll it again to sustain. Ta-da! 
Okay. That's a 19. That, that will sustain. He just simply misses. Uh, unidentified humanoid moves forward, uh, unhindered by the entanglement, and then it is Tava's turn. Okay, so we shoot. I do it twice now because I did the other thing first, but it's at a minus two, remember? Wait, why is it at a minus two? Because I have my tower shield. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay, so still, both of those will hit touch. Uh, so you go ahead and you press. I'm the only casting once. Remember my ability. Right. Okay. I, I'm just saying either one would hit. Okay. For eight damage. That is fire. All right. Uh, dwarf human or halfling? Uh, whichever one's bigger, because I'm used to missing everything. All right. So you hit one of the humans with that, and then. Uh, do you take any other actions? Do you move at all? No. I don't have to get close. I got range. Alright, the last humanoid, uh, approaches. Jax, it's your turn again. You are face-to-face with this, uh, this human. A woman, probably in her mid-thirties, that looks very bedraggled and, and rough, but she is trying to... Voraciously stab you with a knife and is looking at you with a puzzled expression. Puzzled, not murderous? Uh, murderedly puzzled. Okay, uh, I'll shout over to Riley. Uh, so we are we are we killing these or, or, or are they not in their right minds? Because this one doesn't look all the way there. Um, yeah, like in the heat of combat, Riley will just casually yell over his shoulder. I was going to give them the option of surrendering. Okay, um, ma'am, season. Sorry. Uh, if you want to deal non lethal damage, it's minus four to hit, but you can do that as an option. Uh, sure, yeah, I'll do. Uh... <laughs> can I use my special ability as a non lethal thing? Uh, the stun knuckles? No, the stun. The electric will always be lethal. But the bludgeoning from your okay. fists would be not. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, I was gonna surprise everyone with my stun knuckles, but thanks, Sean. Okay. Uh, since I don't, I don't have to move. She's right up on me. I'm going to do two slam. And welcome to the jam. <laughs> That's a ten hit. Uh, that would miss. Okay. Uh, oh, roll, roll again. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Oh, does a twelve hit? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, not. I meant to Space Jam one, not <laughs> Space Jam two. Okay, that's my turn. <laughs> she seems she seems quite dexterous. Uh, and those those were actually four lower. Yes, yeah, yeah, cases. yeah. All right, so the one fighting you is going to attempt to stab you again, putting her weight behind the blade. However, uh. That was a one. That was a net 20 to sustain, so she will, like, just glance off of you again and be very frustrated. Uh, the dwarf uh, barrels forward. Uh, he's going to make a strength and succeed as he barrels forward toward Riley, uh, not quite charging, but moving faster than he ought to through the undergrowth. 
uh, cleaver held high. Ooh. I get my disarm, right? Yeah, get get your disarm in there. Uh, 19. Uh, 19. All right, so you'll knock it out of his hand. Uh, <clears throat> and he will... Uh, go in and try to headbutt you non unsuccessfully uh, but you will get an attack of opportunity should you wish oh god yeah I do yeah I do <laughs> um, I will take it and uh, yeah I guess I'll just roll with it let's see what happens mm -hmm. oh good that's an at one <laughs> roll again uh, that's a 15 on the die, which brings me to 22. All right, so it's just a miss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other unidentified humanoid from the same side is going to also move forward towards Riley, not busting through with strength, just using their longer legs to close the distance, and will attempt to stab you. I attempt to parry. A knife. <laughs> with a nat 20, yeah. which I think parries. <laughs> Uh, I, I would imagine, yes. Uh, Great. So that, how, how does the parry exactly work? Is it so if you beat theirs, you... Yeah, so basically parry works. I spend a point of panache, I get an attack roll versus their attack roll. If I succeed, the attack's deflected, and I get the option, as long as I have at least one panache point left, to use an attack of opportunity to get a counterattack. Riley, I believe, has combat reflexes. I so... believe everybody has combat reflexes. Does everybody have combat reflexes? No, no I did take it combat expertise. Never mind. Yes, but Riley will take uh, his uh, riposte to counterattack. Okay. Good. I love rolling like garbage on my to hits. Uh, that is a ten. Uh, yeah, that will miss. Uh, if on, if only somewhat. Uh, <laughs> but you parried the shit out of her. Good. Good. Yeah, you avoided getting cut. Uh, you spent all your energy parrying. There was no energy left to repost. <laughs> He's just so uh, focused on avoiding the purple stuff. <laughs> hey, you're taking you're taking my advice. It's good. I'm trying. Um, and all the logic of a third level character. Okay, Riley, it's your turn. Time to make your fourth fucking attack. <laughs> oh, really? It's my turn. This round. Great. Um. Uh, okay, I would like to, since the, the dwarf is unarmored, I'm only facing one other armed, or armed opponent, so I would like to disarm that opponent, I believe. All right, go yes. ahead and attempt. Uh, that's a 15. A 15 to disarm will succeed. Yeah. Now, a question. Um, another thing the swashbuckler have is menacing sword play. It says on a hit, I don't know if a disarm counts as hitting an opponent but I would let me use an intimidate action as a swift action to demoralize. Uh, I'll allow it right now. Okay, sounds good. Uh, in that case, so yeah, he'll uh, disarm, and then I'll get that intimidate off with a 19 on the intimidate check. As he says, there's enough corpses here. We don't need to add anyone else's to the pile. Stand down. Uh, you successfully seem to uh, shake this person, this older-looking man, who really doesn't look like they should be out fighting at all. Uh, they look fearful, but at the same time, 
Uh, he, he hit her so we're not gonna kill you. Uh, and then another person uh, begins to move forward, closing distance with Brock. Uh, a 14 doesn't hit you, does it, Brock? I don't think so. Let me check. Right. No, no, your AC no, 17. No, it does not. Okay. It does not hit me. All right, so that one's attack is foiled. Uh, the other one is also going to attempt to close distance. Oh, wait, no, never mind. I lied. I lied. Uh, they, that cannot move. Okay, uh, so the entangled effect. Um, they, okay, those two are just going to slowly try to trudge forward. Uh, let, let me see. Um, how does, uh, the entangle spell, uh, deal on their turn? As a move action, making a strength or escape artist check. Okay. So that's a failure. And that is a failure. So they are stuck. Uh, they're going to attempt again. That's a success. And that is another failure. So one of them breaks free, losing the entangled condition. However, they then have to make the save again. What's the save on it, uh, Leaf? 14. 14. Okay, it will pass. So. One of them has lost the entangled position. They, they're no longer entangled. Uh, Brock, it is now your turn. Okay, so one of these things is now in my face? No, they're both still about 20 feet from you. I messed up on that. I, I forgot they were entangled. Uh, okay, so he's still a distance away from me. Uh, okay, so then the one that, I guess, is approaching me... Um, I'm going to try to, this time, non-lethally attack him. Alright. Uh, it should already be factored into that. So, 14. Okay. 14 will hit. Okay. 11. Non-lethal damage. Alright. 11. Non-lethal damage. And he will fall over unconscious. Because Brock did not think one rock would almost kill somebody last time, so this time he's going to be more careful. Just knock that fucker in the head. Uh, Alright. Uh, do you make any movement, or staying where you're at? Uh, we're in difficult terrain, right? So I can't... Five. Well, no. I don't need to. I'll just... Yeah, I'll move a little bit back, I guess. Alright. Uh, if it's difficult, I can only move half speed, so I'll move ten feet back. Alright. So the halfling that is in combat with Fox is going to make an attack. That is a natural 20. That does not confirm, however, but it is a hit. So... Boo! Slashes <laughs> uh, forward with her oversized paring knife three damage against Box, and I need Box to make me a fortitude save. Box will give you your save. Uh, donk. that's a 17. Alright, Box saves. Alright. Now it is Leaf and Box's turn. Well, um, Box doesn't appreciate that whole 
get stabbed thing. So uh, he's he's gonna fire back with a big meaty claw. That's a twelve. Uh, twelve will miss the halfling. Boo. Um, and then Leaf will step in and uh, attempt to defend his companion with a two-handed blow, mighty blow from the old quarterstaff. All right. That's a 16. A 16 will hit. So how do I roll damage? Uh, where it says damage, just do the same thing you would do where the attack is. Ooh. That's a big ol' 7 damage. Big ol' 7 damage. Uh, the... The halfling is certainly hurt from that, uh, but not quite down, not yet. <clears throat> Alright. Uh, Tava, it's your turn. Well, it sounded like Riley's getting kind of surrounded. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to get rid of one of those. Alrighty. So... But it's still at a minus two, so I don't know. I am going so against the, touch, though, remember? Yes, the 13 will hit touch on uh, either the human or the dwarf. Uh, the human, I guess. Alright. Or another seven. And that will bring her down, or him down. I'm mixing them up. That's the him. That will bring him down. Uh, Riley, the, uh, the one that had charged up to you uh, after the dwarf um, has gotten blasted by fire and now lays uh, lays injured in the dirt. Uh, Dope. The final humanoid of the round moves forward towards Tava and most certainly doesn't hit. <laughs> All right, Jax, it's your turn. It looks like the mute goat man attacked with a slam. Yeah, Don, God damn it. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so cool. You didn't hear my horrible slam pun, and you never will. Uh, okay, so uh, that was the hit. I'll save it. Uh, four points of damage. And for the second slam, is she still up? Uh, for after four points of damage, uh, yes, it's still up. Okay. Uh, 25 to hit. Most certainly. And that was five damage again. Or five damage. And no longer up. Okay. And then I will, uh, oh wait, that was full round. Okay, cool. Then I'll, I'll turn and face the, uh, the swarm surrounding Riley. All right. You're a little ways off from that, but you are certainly capable of reaching. <laughs> so the dwarf goes to pick up his knife off the ground. Riley, this provokes an attack of opportunity. Great. Great. Um, do I need improved trip to try to use it to trip him, or can you just do that automatically? You can do that, but it provokes from him, and he does seem to not have improved unarmed strike. Thus, he does not have anything to hit you with. Okay, great. Then, uh, yeah, I will uh, just give that a shot to kind of and disable this guy. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um. Oh, that's not great. That's an eleven. Uh, okay. 
So, no, he will not trip. He will bring his knife up at you. Parry. Oh. <laughs> Roll high. Uh, let's see. 21. Nope. Uh, he rolled a natural 20. He did not confirm a crit, but he does still beat out yours. Uh, so with his 1d4 plus 1, that's going to be 4 damage, and I need a fortitude save. Uh, actually, as an immediate Akin, I can Mythic Surge at a d6 to that roll, can I? Yes, you can. Yes, let's do that. fucking do that. Don't forget Charmed Life. You have that thing. You can add your charisma. You need it. Add you need it. Anything but disease. Right, right. It. So let's uh, see. Okay. 12 plus 5. That's 17. I feel like 17 is good. Yeah, I'm going to stick with you, that. You, you save. You do Great. take some damage, but... That's fine. Uh, so, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4. There we go. And <clears throat> uh, then it is your turn, Riley. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, let's... I'm not going to keep playing the disarm game, so I guess I'm going to strike him. I'm going to try to knock him out, so I'll take the minus four penalty to kind of punch him in the face with the hilt of my blade. All right. <laughs> and we'll just uh, hope I do well. <laughs> Six on the die probably won't cut it. Uh, probably not. But uh, what does that get you? Uh, that just brings me to ten. Okay, no, that that will... He, he'll dodge out of the way ever so slightly. That's fine. That leaves uh, one of the ones that's still entangled that is going to attempt to break free. Uh, it succeeds on its movement and moves forward toward Brock, uh, though not closing melee distance with him, and it is now out of the entangling area, I believe. Or, no, it's a 40-foot radius. Never mind. It, it does not. Correct. Um, so... Uh, and then it summarily fails at save and is entangled again. All right. Brock, it's your turn. Okay, so this thing didn't actually make it into melee distance with me? No, it made it about 20, 25. No, 15 feet closer. It made it 15 feet closer. Well, that's still far enough for me to uh, want to shoot him again. I was still doing non-lethal. Okay. That will, that will hit. With another 11. And that will knock it out cold. This, do you want to move some more? Or stand uh, where you're at? Is, is that the last one that's no longer in melee? Um, ding, ding. Correct. Uh, then he's actually going to start moving towards Riley. All right. That will make it the halfling's turn. The halfling turns to Leaf and slashes at him. Does a 16 hit. 16 meets my AC. So 16 will hit for four, no, three damage and make me a fortitude save. Um, That's a 14. Is Leaf next to me? No, Leaf is next to Box. Okay. Uh, Box ran off to go fight the halfling. The halfling fought back, so Leaf ran over to Box. Okay. 
<clears throat> you do pass. So, uh, it is now you and Box's turn. All right. Uh, if I can five foot step to get into a flanking position, I'll do so. Uh, but but otherwise, we're just gonna do uh, the old one two uh, routine from last round. Uh, betwixt the two of you, you could five foot step simultaneously to uh, to box them in. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. We'll we'll box them in. <laughs> Uh, so that's a 12 from box, 14 with flanking. Uh, 14 with flanking will hit. Bakosh, and that's 5 from box. That's the halfling. That will down the halfling. Okay, um... So is that the last one? Um, there is still one engaged with Tava, and one engaged with Riley. Alright, well, I already five foot stepped, uh, so I guess that ends my turn. Alright. Uh, <clears throat> so that will make it Tava's turn. There's one right in front of you. Yeah, how close are we to this entangled area that Leaf put up? Uh, there's probably a ten foot gap between you and the entangled area. It is the other thing between me and the entangled area. The person's back was to the entangled area and Tava wanted to knock it into the entangled area by bashing it with her shield. Probably not. With a 10, you are unsuccessful. Uh, it pushes with surprising strength against your uh, against your shield. Uh, which brings us to its turn. Uh, it, to which it hopelessly flails against said shield. Jax, you're about 30 feet away from where Riley is uh, as the crow flies. Chubonde. Uh Speaking as the crow flies, I'd like to do an acrobatics to leap over and slam <laughs> once the foe. Alright. Right. If you succeed on your Acrobatics check, it will be counted as a charge. Ooh. 20, 29? That's enough. Okay. It, it's close enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so, and then swift act. You go to my action. Swift action. Stun knuckle this one hit. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, 15 to hit. Oh, do I get a bonus for being next to Riley? Yeah. You get, okay. you get plus two from charging, you get plus two from flanking. Oh, that's so right. Plus four. So oh, yeah, you get the fuck out of this dwarf. Cool. Cool. Uh, that's mm-hmm. five plus another D6 of electricity. You, you can just grab the D6 at the bottom of the screen and oh, toss it into the okay. chat room. Thank you. Okay, so eight points total, three points of that electricity. As he Thor lands right next to Riley and punches this dwarf right in his beardy neck. The dwarf takes a hell of a hit, but is still standing. Alright, it is now said dwarf's turn. Uh, and it is going to ragedly focus on Riley. 
Uh, continuing, but I don't think a 13 hits Riley's AC. No. So he slashes again unsuccessfully, and it is on to Riley's turn. Well, now that this guy's thoroughly outnumbered, Riley's going to go back to his disarming maneuvers, and I'm going to lead with the disarm uh, for a 24 to disarm. Uh, certainly disarms. And I'd love to follow that up with an intimidate to point out that he's outnumbered and this is a lost cause. He's already lost most of his allies for a 19. Uh, he too looks shaken, uh, but retorts uh, similarly. Uh, like, we will not fall. We are one. Uh, as he uh, kind of struggles against you. Can I... Uh quick question would it be possible to make like a now that i've been engaged with these guys for a little bit can i make a sense motive to see if they're all actually there like in in the head or if they're like sure crazy sense, sense motive just uh 12 12 they certainly seem crazy uh, they're insane let's kill them all ha <laughs> <laughs> all right brock it's your turn Okay, so how far away am I from? Because there's only two of them left, right? The one in front of Adira and the one, or the one in front of Tava and the one in front of Riley. Correct. Yes, you're closer to the one in front of Tava, but you could move and shoot this turn if you wanted. How far away am I from the one in front of Tava? Uh, back to uh, about twenty feet. Okay, no, that's too far. Because, uh, am I still in difficult terrain? Yes. Yeah, I'll just... Uh, see, they're technically in melee, so I would take minus four for firing into melee, wouldn't I? Uh, yes, you would. Well, I am certainly going to miss this. I don't normally but... do that unless, like, somebody's directly in the way, and at your angle, Tava's kind of a significant thing, because you're more behind her than anything. Okay. Uh, well then I'll move 10 feet closer and then fire. Alright. I'll say that negates the uh, penalty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> again. I would like y'all to know that this has happened before and Troy downed my character in another campaign. And that would be at minus 8, correct? Uh, I mean, depending on how much of the negative you were alleviating. But yeah, okay. that's what I had it at before. Eleven, that would still fail. So uh, let me let me pull up the the thing here. If you I down me again, Troy, I rolled a negative two. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was gonna be bad. I didn't know it was gonna be that bad. <laughs> I'm shaking my head furiously right now. Oh boy! I know I only rolled a negative one. It wasn't that bad. Wasn't a negative two. Only a negative one. Roll ourselves. Please be drops weapon. <laughs> nah, you just miss. Ah, okay. <laughs> drops weapon. Uh, drops the rock on the ground. Uh, all right. So, with that, Brock's turn is done. It is now Leaf's turn. <laughs> Uh, Leaf will send Boxen to do his dirty work. Uh, mm -hmm. 
Can Box get a charge in? Uh, yes, Box can charge through this. Alright, Box shall charge. And... Bakosh! That's an 8. Uh, I don't yeah. think that hits. Plus Box, 2 for charging. Box comes up. It, it's still not enough. Box comes up and is like... Box! Just misses this slam. Uh, but what does a leaf do? Um, leaf doesn't really want to hurt these people. Like honestly, I I think can can I make a like a how how far are they away? Um, the one closest to you would be the one uh, fighting with Tava, which is about fifteen feet from you, and the next closest okay. one would be twenty feet beyond that. Uh, then I'll I'll move in on the one. Uh, attacking Tava, and uh, I will give him a boop in the snoot with the old quarterstaff. Okay. And that's a nine. So I'm improving. (laughs) Tava, it's your turn. You've got this one in front of you. It is surrounded by a box and a leaf. Um, can I just five foot back and blast it? Yes, you could probably blast oh my god why <laughs> that doesn't count though because i get that's thrilled. true but why because um, this is your fault uh but you still miss yes you did this to us you downloaded these dice <laughs> uh i mean i, I get Okay, so it's that one's turn, and it's gonna look around, it's gonna be like, <laughs> and swing at Leaf, and miss terribly. Wait, These people wait. are not fighters. Is is Leaf adjacent to me yet? No, you backed away. Okay. They, they were adjacent to the enemy, and you backed away. Okay. From the enemy. So no. Well, it's hard uh, to tell without a chart when I five foot where I five foot to. Okay, okay, I will make a universal chart for next time. <laughs> uh, so it fails. At five, or no, I can't five foot. So it, it stays uh, squished betwixt. Um, Jax, it's your turn. Okay. Um. I am just gonna give this purse, this dwarf, uh, two buttermilk pancakes, two eggs, two bacon strips, and two sausage links. There you go. <laughs> I love you for that. That was amazing. <laughs> That's uh, 18. <laughs> the first one. It, it hits because the DM can't quit laughing. Yep. So that six damage, it's down. <laughs> but I if you want to do it again, go ahead. Some tasty fucking pancakes. It is in fact down. That is fucking. <laughs> oh, and extra crispy bacon. Oh man, you're so good. <laughs> are you bitch slapping the one on the ground? I'm just making sure that the eggs are done. <laughs> the eggs are very done. Uh, the eggs are not dead, but they are done. They started out over easy, but we decided we wanted them scrambled. <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't uh, muted this time. 
<laughs> I'm so glad you weren't either. There was silence the first time, like, oh, I'm just gonna disconnect and never talk to any of you ever again, but... <laughs> oh, man. So there's only the one that is currently basically surrounded that is still remaining. Riley, it's your turn. The dwarf before you has been pummeled. <laughs> Riley looks up at Jax and gives him one of those short approving nods before turning on his heel. Do I have line to charge? Uh, you cannot charge through the terrain. Oh, it's difficult. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Well, then, I guess Riley's just going to, uh, if he can, it, is it within 15 feet for a single move action to get there? Uh, you, you would have to spend 20 to get to a position. To ah, okay. Well, then, in that case, yeah, we'll uh, circle 20 or 15 feet in a decent direction to close distance on the uh, remaining melee. Okay. Uh, Brock, it is now your turn. And I am 10 feet away, correct? Uh, correct. Okay, then I'm just going to close the 10 feet, uh, non-lethally, uh, use kinetic blade. And, and punch uh, this I guy will... in the face with him? Yeah, I will be taking burn to do so, though. But, uh, 17. That'll hit. 14 damage. That will down. As, uh, I think Riley might be the only person who's seen him do that before. So for the other people who have not seen that, he would have formed the uh, the rock Cestus punch the guy in the face. Stone cold uppercut. That is the last but, one. Uh, oh, as as great. soon as combat is over, Brock is going to run over to the first one that he decked in the face, and he's going to make a heal check to uh, try and keep that guy alive. Okay. So uh, a a, a nine on a heel check to try and keep that guy alive, which I think fails. It does fail, but it also you kind of figure he's not dying at this point oh, okay. as well. Yeah. It, if you go around and check them, the ones that are uh, unconscious from lethal damage seem to be stable. Uh, you would take note, however, that all of them seem to have suffered from some level of at least minor laceration and where they are bleeding, they are bleeding purple. Huh. Arcana check? Uh, you can make an arcana check. Dungeoneering check? <laughs> that will actually also be applicable. Yeah, I was hoping so. Nope. So that's a four. Yeah, that's an eight. I don't know what this <laughs> is at all. Oh, neither of you know what this is. Religion, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you try. <laughs> 17. Nah. Uh-oh. Nah. Planes? <laughs> <laughs> Just, we're just throwing uh, everything out there. Local, engineering, I... linguistics. UMD? Knowledge metal spiders? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this is not covered by knowledge metal spiders. Ah oh, man. I put points in that too. <laughs> Alright, so these these eight people uh lay in variant spots around this uh this grove and uh are all kinda of beat to shit but alive. <clears throat> 
What what are y'all doing with them? Nothing. I'm wholly unconcerned with them because they're no longer attacking me. So uh, Riley's going to suggest to uh, claim the weapons and make sure that they don't have anything else dangerous on them. Um, Brock would suggest to be very careful if you handle them because yes. uh, the fact that they were putting their own blood on their blades mean that, means that there's something that can be used offensively about their own blood. So uh, when handling the wounded ones, being careful would be better. Agreed. Great. Gray Malkin seems upset. I'll take like a sash and wrap it around my head so I can kind of handle them a little bit better. But I'm going to go through and just check to make sure that none of them are at risk of dying. And if I can investigate anything to the nature of this fucked up blood and their general insanity, uh, I would like to do so. Uh, go ahead and make me a healed check first. Vavoom. Uh, that's a ten. Uh, you can at the very least tell that this does not seem to be like some sort of uh, strange external thing. Their blood does indeed, like even in their veins, seem to be purple, giving them a slightly inhuman look to them though uh, they do indeed seem to be uh, the racist that they appear otherwise. Mostly they're being human, but as I said, a halfling and a dwarf as well. Uh, go ahead and give me an arcana and dungeoneering check. You got it, boss. Ugh. Jeez. Everybody getting out with the nat ones. Yeah. That's a four and an eleven. Don't mind me; I know nothing. So yeah, the you are Schultz, and the you know nothing. Uh could uh would Cedar Jacks maybe a history check? Uh, you can you can try. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Ah, twenty-two. Twenty-two. You seem to vaguely recall uh something about one of the uh cataclysm leftovers that caused a sort of infestation of uh, of the local area and that there was something to do with a bloodborne infestation that would cause minds to link together hmm uh, I will relay this on definitely do not touch it if you have gloves double up on the gloves so if I understand correctly what's going on with their blood is definitely infectious is that all you recall that is what it sounds like do you know if they do you know if they cured it somehow doesn't I don't believe so it's only a vague recollection some of my memories aren't altogether there I'm usually quite good with recall but this is uh, it's a mystery to me. Well, this is all rather confusing. Um, do we think it would be best to restrain them and try speaking to them once they regain consciousness? I, I mean, I feel like that would be a good way to figure out, you know, at least what they have to say. Maybe we can glean some information from even mad ramblings. 
Oh, but but then what do we do with them? I I can't conscience executing the lot of them. But, but if they're infected and harmful, I, I can't imagine what they would do. Y'all heard the part where he said mind links, right? That means if there's more of them, they know what we've just done here and they're probably on their way. Mm-hmm. So then what should we do? Leave. There, there could be more victims. Yeah, there could be 20 People. more. There could be 100 more. There could be 1,000 more. How many of them are you going to fight? No. What, what about the people in the town that might not be infected? Are we assuming that 100% of the people here are, have been taken? Have you seen any signs of life of anybody that survived the cataclysm that's not like this? Brock would point to the bird. Yeah, I was going to point to the bird as well and uh, <laughs> offer up Tink's services to uh, do a, a patrol of the area. Well, it's been two weeks. Has the bird seen anyone else besides us? I'm assuming not, since we were the first to come to your aid. Uh, I definitely do not recall uh, purple-blooded fiends offering to help move the tree. No, you you were the first ones, aside from the lo- local uh, fauna. And speaking of local fauna, or not so local, at this point, you might notice a rather familiar donkey wandering out of the brush, munching on grass. Oh. Uh-huh. Is that, is that one of yours? I remember that one. Mozart? Tis indeed Mozart. Is that what he says? <laughs> he took that first level in Bard while we were gone. <laughs> no, it, it, like, I, I am verifying as GM yesterday for Mozart. Oh, that makes more sense, yeah. but it's less interesting. Tis I, your donkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I have inspired courage now, you know. It's gotta go. Wow, that's dope. Mo- when Mozart becomes enlightened, he is definitely Eddie as well. Be so lucky. <laughs> yes, Mo- Mozart has appeared. By some odd luck. Well, this is actually rather curious. Coincidental, yes, but also curious. I'm assuming, Jax, that none of the wildlife you've encountered were acting strange in the two weeks before we arrived here? Not at all. Nothing out of the ordinary. I just sat there listening to the cries of birds and the cries of other birds. Riley cracks like a small, <laughs> solemn smile. <laughs> I, I could have used the donkey about two weeks ago when I landed, and that thing looks like it could have moved that tree. Yes, perhaps he was just slow in making his way to you. But what raises my suspicions is that it seems these folk here must then just be targeting humanoids. They aren't going after beasts for sustenance, I'm assuming, or they're not at least infecting them. In any case, doesn't really answer much, but it's crossed my mind. All right, everybody can also go ahead and fuck up. Start. I've been fucking up since I started rolling dice, dude. Oh, you mean the joke? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. 
Do you want me to do the robot voice again? I can do the robot voice again. <laughs> no, I mean, like, start leveling up. Fucking up, you know, leveling up. He's, he's saying he wants us to be leveled up by the next episode, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Brock's just sitting there looking at all these all these people. Just he has no clue what to do with them. He's he's pondering whether or not to it would be more sensible to, you know, put them out of their misery or if they're still considered people and that would actually just be murder. Well, what the words Tava said do make some sense. If these are all connected and if they can speak to each other, then we are in danger the longer we stay here. If we were to force to make a decision, I would say that we remove the weapons that they were carrying to at least make it less likely for them to injure others or themselves, and we attempt to secure a safe location to rest overnight as we discuss where we move next and make further plans. Um, I'm of the mind to stay within the area, keep on high alert, and just see how dangerous this area is, or how far the infection has run or in the slim chance for us to find any other survivors we could retreat back into the city and try and find a building right I mean we were gonna have to go back by cleanse anyway now that we've got Mozart to get the other wagon then that's a fine place to make a temporary stronghold uh yeah I'm, I'm in agreement that either cleanse although if I do remember correctly I think Clint's was uh, wide open. So we may find a, a building closer to it rather than Clint's itself. We could also try the Temple of Calistria, see if that's still standing. That would be a lot closer to the center of the city. While a large and very structurally sound building, it would probably be difficult to get to. If it's all the same to you, I would like to travel alongside you for a time. Uh, certainly Tink could help scout out any further incursions of these purple-blooded people, and I feel I owe you much. I think if I would have stayed under that tree, I could have very much fallen victim to their onslaught. Well, after your assistance, I don't think anyone here is of the mind to turn you away. We'll need everybody we can get. There's no use in leaving people behind, especially when they can be saved. Besides, friends, seeing you jump into the action was inspiring. <laughs> it felt very good to do that after being pinned down for so long. I took uh, great delight in stretching my legs. I can imagine. That was certainly quite a jump you did in, in that. I don't think I've ever seen somebody jump like that. Uh, I'm aided by uh, my, my leap gear. Uh, part of my legs uh, aids me in that it gives me a substantial boost when I'm out on reconnaissance missions. Should I be rolling something right now? What the hell's going on? No, you, you're fine. You're okay. Alright. <laughs> Did Sean just tell me to take eight levels? Yeah, go for it. Fuck it. <laughs> no, no, take, no, no take backs. No take backs. You no. said take eight, no. and I said for health or eight levels, and you said level. I, I meant to put in not levels. No, for hell. Oh, I want eight levels. levels. <laughs> Way too late now. Oh, no. no. Yeah, uh, Brock, you get max HP. Fuck yeah. For once. Oh, um, I didn't see one for leave. 
Did Leaf roll already? Oh, I that I, I don't know why it put it under box. I just tossed one of my dice down there. That that was the D eight for, for Leaf. I'm still. Oh, okay. Boxes. Then it, it's six for Leaf instead. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. somehow I rolled a zero on my D ten. So I guess I have to take the four. No. I, you, God damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what three out of four. Oh I'd... no. That, yeah, because your first one's maxed. So that's what, three out of four of your fucking levels you rolled max L? Well, considering how garbage I was rolling in the D20s today. Fucking... Uh, fair, I yeah. guess. God. Okay, so that's that one's actually for Bucks. Okay, I will roll again for him. Uh, take a nine for Bucks. Booyah. Bucks loves him some nines. With how many zeros after it? <laughs> As many as you can fit. Which is infinite, it, we found out. It, it has to be oh, four hell yeah. because that's over 9,000. Hey, Sean. Uh, can you yeah. put my new school ability in, please? Uh, sure. Where is it? It's my summon monster. Because you've been putting all my school abilities on the thing where, where my spells. And I don't yeah. know how to do spells. Okay. Actually, I can just do this the easy way because it's just as summon monster two, right? So yeah. How ridiculously high is Riley's health now? He's at fifty-three. Okay, I'm not too far behind you. That's good. You have ridiculous con, right? I'm I'm only at forty-three. Uh, my con's all right. It's only at plus three right now. <gasps> we just hit level four. <laughs> we just hit level four. <laughs> my con okay. goes up, guys. My cod goes up. That's four more health. <laughs> so I'm at 47. <laughs> uh, your damage goes up too as well, I believe. <gasps> it does. Uh, I don't know if that's already set. Also, so does all that negative health that I get. Yeah, that's true. What? Oh, okay. Negative health. Uh, as, you know, normally you have you know, so many negative hit points until you die. Yeah, yeah, I got it. It I took have, me a second. Well, I have die hard, so I'm conscious for all of that. But uh, being mythic, you double that. I have mythic die hard, which uh, means I don't take any damage for acting, and I get a third pool of health, so I basically triple that number, so I have like three times my con <clears throat> negative hit points, most of which I'm conscious and acting for. Easy. Yeah. Mythic. Okay. Alright, so you all are going back to Clint's for the moment? <laughs> yes. We're, we have to swing by anyways, so that sounds like a plan. Alright, so you head back in that direction. Go ahead and make me perception checks with your whatever you've got on hand. That's fine. 17 for Riley. 12 for Seder Jack. 11. <sighs> 9 for Brock. Because he loves rolling ones today. Leaf double rolled, but got the exact same thing. So <laughs> Leaf, Leaf's going to be the one that see this, sees this. Can, um, I, can I trade one of mine for Leaf's? 
or one of, you know, for one of leaves. I just swap that. No. Uh, yeah. So you're all heading back that way, keeping an eye out. Leaf, you look back to the direction from whence you were coming, and you see a few torches uh, moving along towards the woods, and very many people trudging into them uh, alongside. Am I getting similar vibes from like how they're moving and whatnot to the purple murder people that we were just accosted by? Uh, They're kind of far away at this point. Uh, They don't seem to have uh, noticed the lot of you moving away, but there seems to be at the very least, probably 30 or 40 of them uh, moving with express intent into the woods. Okay, I just kind of give like a quick hiss to the party, like, and I'll, I'll put my, my hand out, uh, like in a fist to stop everyone. And I say, oh, oh no, uh, there's there has to be like 30 or 40 people with torches running into the woods. We need to leave. Well, uh, Brock being completely unskilled at stealth and, uh, you know, hiding from things is going to look at the group to, you know, for guidance on what to do in this situation. Well, the answer seems obvious. We try to move swiftly and quietly. Well. (laughs) Regardless of our capabilities. (laughs) Yeah. He's just, you know, he's not good at it, so. Just hoping somebody else had a better idea. I mean, we can stand still and try to take a 20 and camouflage, but somehow I doubt that's going to work. Well, I'd just curl into a rock. Oh, well, then we'll come back for you. <laughs> How dense is the uh, tree cover here? Uh, you're out of the you're you're out of the woods by this point. You're like already on your way to Clint's. Gotcha. And, Didn't know if there was um, some on the way. N- not in particular. There might be the occasional like not potted but like purposefully placed roadside tree or streetside so tree I couldn't acrobatics my way up a tree and just hang out there and get the drop on anyone that comes by that was my uh, it, it, w- it wouldn't be a, g- a good way to do it you'd be much better like actually jumping up a building like off of different terraces and whatnot. Okay, so with out of ideas, Cedar Jacks will uh, crouch down as small as he can get himself, and uh, take the lead of people that know the city. Moving away from that, they continue to seemingly not have noticed the group. You travel in relative darkness, finding Quints uh, before too long. Uh, now, like while the there are a couple of sections of the of the uh, museum that are busted and literally just open there is still plenty of the museum that is structurally sound internally and still closed off so you could find a place to hide in there if you wanted uh and the cart is there as well there doesn't seem to be anyone following or any movement around this area well, it's obvious that no matter where we decide to settle down, we're going to have to need we're going to need to have a very strong um, guard routine. We can't afford just to have like one or two people at a time 
<laughs> watching over, especially... Actually, um, Mr. Morheim, sir. Hmm. Yes, Knights Tava. Um, I can simply summon some eagles. They really, really good at watching for things, and they're really noisy when they go to alert you if they hear something. Have, have Riley just like gets a little bit of a puzzled look and say and says, "Have you always been able to conjure eagles, Tava?" Well, no, not always, but there, there are, are eagles that are native to the desert, and um, I can bring I could bring the Queen's Guard instead, but I don't think you'd like them. I'll have to take your word for it, but if you think an eagle sentry will help us in keeping watch, then I see no reason to deny the request. So, I'm going to take a full round action to summon three eagles, Sean. Okay. I'm going to set them to watch. They have a plus ten perception. Okay. And will these eagles remain throughout the night? They will. Oh. Well, that is certainly convenient. Uh, in the category of things that are convenient, I don't actually require rest, so I could stay up all night. You, my friend, are a marvel and a miracle. It seems like all our guardly concerns are being taken care of. Though, if you don't mind me asking, how's your perception score? Uh, do I get to level up right now, or no? No, you, you're not leveling up there. That's a plus two. <laughs> oh, you could take a 20 on... No, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an extra set of eyes. It can't hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so if we have Eagles, Ro uh, Mr. Roboto, and then uh, <laughs> maybe, like, at least one of us, the people who need to sleep on rotation, um, that will probably suffice. Especially if we get up to higher ground to have some sort of vantage point. <clears throat> Indeed. So you want to try and get to the second floor of the museum? And if we can, if it's if it's uh, sectioned off well enough, we could do that. Higher ground and all that jazz. Yeah. All right. Uh, Leaf, uh, you would find that as everybody is seeking out a place to rest, um, Box has gone out into the uh, the small garden in front of the museum and appears to be kind of like plodding at the ground with his feet, much like a cat does when they're getting ready to lay down. Box, old friend, are you all right? You're acting kind of strange. Box. And he like, kind of like, almost does like the big like back stretchy Y uh, stretch. And then like, you just notice like the roots from his feet kind of like curl up and jam themselves into the ground. Uh, and 
Uh, he takes a very, very rigid, almost true to a tree sort of stillness to him. And go ahead and make me a perception check. So I shall. Alright, that is a 20 total. Alright, so you wondering what's going on as he has stopped responding to you. Uh, but you take notice of uh, something that others would likely be unable to see. Uh, the energies of the earth around him seem to be flowing up his roots and into him uh, during this time. It's slow, but you can see after a few minutes that he begin. he seems to be being bolstered by the earth. He just kind of whispers to himself, you know, is is this your work, old tree? There seems to be no response. But Box looks strong, and other than his shape, little different than the other trees in the area. Just kind of take my companion's hand, and uh, can you move? I think the others may want to see this. Uh, he does not respond, nor does he move. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't have really any knowledge on this kind of thing, right? Uh, you can acknowledge nature. Oh, there it goes. Aha, 25. Uh, you would know that some trends, uh, you go through a phase where, uh, something kind of flips a switch inside of them and they go into a state of rapid growth uh, for a tree at least you suspect by the end of the day he will be much larger than he currently is oh uh okay uh just kind of press my palm to his side one more time and then i'll uh go into the building and uh with, with everyone else and say uh so how long exactly were we planning on staying here you mean in starlights well in in this general area but i i suppose starlight makes for a good uh placeholder well considering the threat we find ourselves up against since the uh various pressing matters we find ourselves thrown into um this is a good time this is as good a time as any to discuss our plans and some sort of timeline and uh yeah riley kind of opens the floor and i think we will save that discussion though for next time oh that's good oh, yeah gasp yes i knew it Oh, God. Oh, I didn't know Ithmer was here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Nailed it. That there's a little nod to Brooks Campbell of the Hideous Laughter podcast who plays Ikmer, and at the end of every episode states that he knew it. Hi, this is Tracy, the voice of a deer. I would like to take a moment to tell you about a new podcast. It's called Dustrous. We have a pre-colonialism Native American, a Old West gambler, and a modern-day teenager from Detroit, dropped off in a brand new world full of magic and absolute chaos. 
I am the DM. I will try to wrangle them and guide them as they make their journey across this world and maybe learn some new things and right some wrongs. If you like high magic fantasy, this is definitely a world for you. You can find us on Twitter at Dustress Podcast. And we hope you join us there and in the Discord. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. My name is Don. You can find me do other tabletop RPG podcasts over at HexGridHeroes.com. I'm currently rebooting a Starfinder campaign, and I'm the voice of Pokemon trainer Cory in Pokemon Seichao. Over there, I also sit down with a couple of my friends and we discuss how a horror movie can be used in a haunted house setting. If you'd like to hear me talk more about horror movies, I also do a horror movie review podcast over on the Necropodicon Network. It's right there in the name, How to Survive a Horror Movie, where we talk about movies like Legion, Hush, and Quiet Place, and we talk about how the people in the movie could have survived this better, and what would be our perfect sequel. That's all for me for now. You never know I'm going to have another project, so follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Don Buley. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. You go into a mining settlement called Fillmore's Crossing. It's about 30 miles outside of the control zone. Do y'all know what the control zone is? Of course we do. Oh, of course Naturally. I know what the control zone is. I mean, control, like, of course we know what the control yeah, zone is. You guys, you zone guys probably the, like the zone. Ever. You guys, where you get I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Some weird stuff's been going on in Fillmore's Crossing. We just got word that three days ago, Elma's wife, she tore the three kids limb from limb and doesn't remember doing it at all. Sounds like it's like the, the Wild West out there. <laughs> LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5E podcast. Our current adventure is set in the Wild West and features magic, orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and even hang out with us in our Discord server, LCP D&D. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.